and welcome to UX Shortcast. Every day, I handpick the hottest articles from the last 24 hours to bring you the coolest and most exciting updates. Get ready for a quick yet catchy snapshot of what's new and buzzing in user experience. Ready to get inspired? Let's jump in. Today, on January 30th, I have the pleasure of inviting you to another episode of UX Shortcast. In AI pin usability nightmare, humanizing crypto, presenting work with confidence, by Fabricio Teixeira, we dive into the latest issues and insights in the design world. The article highlights how digital products are spiraling down, affecting users negatively. It touches on the inflation in Canada, hinting at economic pressures we all face. Teixeira also shares editor picks, discussing whether we can make cryptocurrency more relatable, the purpose behind our designs, and the idea that focusing solely on problems might not be the best approach. The piece encourages designers to think ahead about their roles and emphasizes the importance of managing knowledge well. There's a nod to student-focused education, a warning about new tech like AI pins causing frustration, and the need to address AI's impact on mental health. Lastly, it offers resources for presenting work effectively and understanding the structure of user experience. It's a roundup for anyone interested in how design shapes our digital experiences. Pavel Samsonov, in his article, Design Without Process or the Form Factor Trap for UX Collective, talks about a common issue in design work. He says that focusing just on making a final product look good without going through a proper thought process can lead to bad outcomes. It's like judging a book by its cover without reading the story inside. Pavel points out that the real value in design comes from the thinking and decision-making that happens before the final piece is made. He warns that skipping these steps can make things look okay on the surface, but miss the mark on actually being useful. The article encourages folks to value the process of design as much as the end result, to make sure what's made really helps users. Sana Rao from UX Collective penned an insightful piece titled The Impact Place Has on Design. The gist is, place matters a ton when creating designs. Whether you're talking about a real spot like a train station or figuring out where things fit in a system or even understanding your role in society, a place influences design big time. Rao gives us a snapshot of life at a train station, observing folks juggling bags, wrangling kids, and trying to buy tickets from machines. This real-world chaos is a goldmine for designers to make things user-friendly. The article also touches on history, mentioning how Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492, aiming for Asia but landing elsewhere, showing how the search for one place can lead to the discovery, or in this case, invasion, of another. The takeaway? Whether we're designing for the physical world or the digital one, we gotta remember that we're all living, breathing people influenced by our surroundings. So when we design, we need to consider the place to make stuff that really works for everyone. In Why You Should Stop Using Placeholders in Text Boxes, Daniel Berryhill from UX Collective argues that using placeholder text in form fields is a bad idea. Here's why. First off, when you start typing, that helpful hint that was in the box, it vanishes, which means you gotta remember what it said. Not cool, right? You want that info to stick around. Secondly, 
Some folks might think those placeholders are already filled in and skip them, messing up the whole form-filling process. So ditch the placeholders and make things clearer for everyone. In 2023 rebrands, the good, the bad, and the ugly, Danny Somoza from UX Planet gives us the lowdown on this year's brand makeovers. He's all in on Eurostar's retro refresh, saying it's got style and feels fresh. But he's not cheering for HBO, which he thinks dropped the ball by ditching its strong vibe for something forgettable. The real eyesore, though, was Linksy's new look. It's so hard to read, it's like they scrambled the letters on purpose. Danny's take? Some companies nailed it, while others fumbled big time. In the piece, How Calendly Nails User Onboarding for Complex UC Cases by HS Pro Design, the writer applauds Calendly for making a tough thing, teaching new users how to use their app, seem easy. Calendly does a bang-up job by setting up things like meeting links in a standard 30-minute time slot right off the bat, which keeps users from getting lost in the weeds. They time it just right when asking to sync with your Google Calendar, building trust by asking permission in a clear way. They guide you through a series of aha moments as you set up your schedule and create events, all while making you feel like you're getting somewhere. But, the author points out a few small things that could be better. For instance, they suggest adding some breaks in the onboarding process to help users catch their breath and really get the hang of things. Also, they reckon some of the pictures are too vague and some terms, like new event, could use a bit more explaining. Overall, HS Pro Design tips their hat to Calendly for an onboarding experience that's a cut above and offers valuable lessons for others. In Time Trek, Crafting a Time Travel Experience, UX Case Study by Avi, we dive into an app that's like a time machine for your phone. Picture this. The app lets you check out ancient ruins or big historical events as if you were really there. Cool, right? But here's the catch. Folks are downloading it, but they ain't buying trips. Avi's job was to make the app more tempting for history lovers and adventure seekers, so they'd actually book these virtual tours. Avi focused on making the app easy and fun to use. Think personalized deals and stories popping up right when you open it. And a simple way to book your time travel trip. Plus, there's a community section where you can share your experiences and see what's hot. The idea is to make the app feel real and get people excited to use it, and maybe even spend some cash on cool extras. So it's not just about designing a pretty app, but making sure it hooks you in and gets you to interact and buy. Avi's got a smart plan for making money off it too, like special subscriptions and teaming up with schools and travel agencies. And down the line, they're thinking about adding even more features, like letting you pick your own time to visit or dressing up in virtual historical costumes. Edward Chachik's piece, Revolutionizing Design with AI-Powered Design Systems, breaks down how AI is going to shake up the way we make apps and websites. It's all about these design systems that make building digital stuff quicker. Now, AI's stepping in to help whip up screen layouts and make sure everything looks good without a bunch of back and forth. So, imagine you're building a porch. Instead of measuring every board and cutting by hand, you've got this smart saw that knows the plan and does it for you. That's what AI's doing for design. It's like having a smart assistant that knows the rules and helps you build things faster. Chachik says soon, 
Folks like product managers could sketch out their ideas and AI will spit out a design that fits the bill. Plus, AI is going to keep an eye on the design's consistency across different gadgets and even help pick the best design options based on what customers dig. Bottom line, AI is making it easier to create and manage designs, meaning less grunt work and more time focusing on what users and businesses really need. Thank you for listening, and I invite you to another dose of knowledge tomorrow.